0: The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now, join the revolution, digital health is the evolution, status quo, more like status, no, yeah, this is the Healthcare Wrap, y'all come on, let's go! Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare, and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the healthcare wrap.
1: Welcome back, I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I hope you're staying safe and staying well. Hope you're ready to learn something, do something, and be a part of something, because here on this program, we are done with the status quo in healthcare. Hospitals, health systems, and practices are finally starting to make healthcare about consumers and innovation. We call it marketing forward. If you wanna be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you're going to be one of the ones shifting the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. I can't wait for you to be part of this movement. Now, you've probably heard me talking a lot about the Shift.Health content network, not only because it's brand new, but because in these times when we aren't getting the opportunities to see each other in person at conferences, one of the only ways to grow professionally is to watch a video series or listen to a podcast. So that's why I launched Shift.Health. It's a free content network of on-demand video series and podcasts for anyone who wants to shift the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. So go check that out at shift.health. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about the other part of my list of healthcare marketing hacks. Then we've got Teresa Senecola in the house to share more about what healthcare can learn from nonprofit marketing during the pandemic. Then we'll wrap things up with the 411 from Alan Shoebridge. You don't want to miss any part of this, so let's get right to it. You ready? Let's go.
0: flavor of the week.
1: Last week, I shared some of my favorite healthcare marketing hacks, meaning I recommended some of my favorite video series for healthcare marketers. This week, I'm continuing my list of healthcare marketing hacks by sharing some of my favorite podcasts that I enjoy listening to. Each of these helps me better understand how to shift the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. Plus, they're a lot of fun. First up is the Combustion Chronicles, where we join the unapologetic Sean Nason as he connects with fellow disruptors to challenge more of the status quo in a few minutes than most of us do in a lifetime. He talks about how when bold leaders fuel big consumer-centric ideas with courage, vision, and commitment, the result is a game-changing explosion that creates a people-first new normal. His first two guests are Ariana Huffington and Ryan Serhant from Bravo's Million Dollar Listing New York. Second up is the HC Biz Show, the podcast dedicated to unraveling the business of healthcare. It's hosted by Don Lee and Shahid Shah, health IT industry veterans who pack a lot of information into each episode. They help innovators understand the endless list of conflicting priorities and incentives that are competing for their attention and their customers' attention. So they help you better understand what healthcare leaders need right now. Third up is Radio Rev, a podcast for changemakers looking to do more than just health engagement. Jen Delwo is the host, and she talks to leaders and innovators who are bringing new ideas, inspiring others, and leading the way. This is a part of healthcare marketing that I enjoy learning more about because it's something we should be talking more about, and sometimes we're just too siloed to realize we have similar goals as other types of organizations. Last but not least is Broken Healthcare, one of the newer programs out there in the healthcare podcast universe. Broken Healthcare brings some of my favorite stories Tellers and thought leaders together in a highly produced investigative journalist-style retelling of the hardships and challenges faced by those inside and outside the industry. This is first-class storytelling, guys. Listen to this lineup of healthcare and health IT all-stars who host this series: Robin Roberts, Jack Murtha, Sharice Maynard, Joy Rios, and Tom Castles. Okay, now it's your turn. What are some of your favorite podcasts and video series as healthcare marketers? Let me know in the comments and let's share our healthcare marketing hacks more often. And that's the flavor of the Week. All right, listeners, listen up. I've got a treat for you. I've got Teresa Senecola in the house. Teresa is a vice president and a partner at Red Orange Studio, which is a small creative agency that they like to say makes a big impact. Uh, Teresa, welcome today. And how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, uh, remind us what part of the country you're in, because I'm finding this kind of sets the stage for a lot of different parts of a discussion, because there's so many things changing regionally these days. What part of the country are you in?
2: Well, Red Orange Studios in Richmond, Virginia, and I am living and working in uh, Virginia Beach, which is about two hours southeast of Richmond. I'm a remote worker. Awesome. As we all are these days.
1: Isn't it true? Isn't it true? There's so much more work that happens remotely than used than used to happen. And was that something right. you were doing prior to the pandemic? or Is that something you're used to?
2: Yeah, actually, I'm probably... I suppose I could be an authority on working from home because I'm going on 26 years of working from home. At this point, I started doing healthcare, marketing, copywriting, freelance consulting in like 1994. Um, and I had my freelance business for quite some time. I ended up merging with a, my business partner at Red Orange, Susie Fife, who had a graphic design agency in Richmond. And so that's how we got connected that the agency is physically located in Richmond. And I tend to go there once a week. And actually, yesterday was the first time that I've been there since the middle of March. So it's my first business trip, I guess, since
1: the pandemic. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Because yeah, we kind of have to distinguish that way before the pandemic. And then since since it has started, life is so different. And I definitely find it interesting, those of us who have done some remote work or a lot of remote work prior to this year, about just how natural it it does kind of feel. I know for me, for one, so my home office is part of our guest room. (laughs) In our home. (laughs) And this year, for whatever reason, this was the year we said, okay, it's time to remodel the room. And it's time to kind of relay out the whole desk area that I've got going. And part of it is to make podcasts a little easier to do. But also, like one of my main considerations was, what does the wall look like? And what's that section of the room going to look like for Zoom calls and for video Chats and stuff. And that's right. something I never thought about until this year. It, it's just kind of nuts. Yeah.
2: And now everyone's thinking about it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Tell us what's the state of the state. There's no time to wait. Come give us your opinion before it's too late. You know our survey needs you. The insights will lead you. Everyone should take it.
1: And yes, we mean you. If ever there's a year, this is when we need to hear how the industry's doing. So get yourself in gear. Now's the time to start. The decision ain't hard. You give us a few minutes. We give you a gift card. Be part of healthcare marketing history and take the 2020 Healthcare Digital Marketing Trends Survey, the most comprehensive snapshot of digital marketing in the industry, this is its 10th edition, and there are new questions this year about the impact of COVID-19. So take the survey, and you'll receive a $10 Amazon gift card. Visit geonatric.com slash wrap-survey. That's geometric.com slash wrap-survey. Or simply go to geonatric.com and click Take the Survey. Go check it out today. Well, listen, there are some interesting projects that I feel like uh, that you and and your team have been working on lately, and I wanna dive into them because there's some lessons for all of us about how the pandemic has changed things, especially for for nonprofits, uh, for nonprofit marketing, but also just in general, like how design principles have really helped with content that has to be extra clear these days, and it really has to help evoke the right emotions these days. And so we're gonna dive into that for our rap battle. Rap Battle! Rap Battle is... The segment of the program where we challenge the status quo in healthcare, particularly when it comes to marketing and tech. And a lot of times that intersection has to do with digital content. And so, Teresa, this is a world you live in, and it is a, a world that you've seen some success in, quite a bit of it. And I feel like one of those projects recently was, was actually a virtual event that you put on about nonprofit marketing and about how it is changing during the pandemic. I can only imagine the nonprofit world in and of itself. We all know it has always dealt with its own set of challenges. And yet, now here we throw this out there and, you know, not knowing much about the industry itself, I can't help but wonder, is everyone kind of on lockdown now? You know, is there nonprofit activity happening? I think we know the answer to that. But but first and foremost, why don't you tell us about the event that happened and kind of how that went and what you guys talked about there?
2: Sure. So, first of all, that nonprofit marketers or nonprofit people, executive directors, teams are the most passionate and resourceful people on the planet. So yes, yeah, they are out there. They are doing their thing. They're not letting COVID or anything else stop them or get in their way. And so that's a great attitude to have. And it's, it's a lot of fun to learn from people who are in that space. We held a an event, a virtual event called Coffee and Conversations. Um, like everyone else, it was supposed to be in person. And we shifted to doing it virtually. And We did this particular one for nonprofits annually because we have a... Our social impact initiative is called PIP, which is a little orange seed. And that's the brand alignment right there with red-orange design. But um, it's it's our pro bono work that we will support. It's like a grant. We have nonprofits apply. And in the past, we've been able to just deliver pro bono work up to $10,000 for a local nonprofit. And this year, we brought in partners. We had a video partner and social media partner, research partner. And together, we were able to kind of put together a package of about $50,000 worth of pro work for a regional nonprofit. So that was really exciting. And this event was to invite all the nonprofits who had applied and anyone else to kind of just learn from our partners and learn from each other. And of course, it hit, you know, right after the pandemic. So the conversation kind of quickly focused on what are you doing differently right now? It was really more of a, we call it a copy and conversations for a reason. It's not like a presentation. It's really a discussion and an opportunity to learn from one another.
1: So were there any surprises there? Because I think just on, on the surface, it seems like nonprofit marketing has probably taken a hit right? There's probably just a, a lot less likelihood that a lot of corporate giving is going to happen. And so were there any insights that, that were interesting or surprising in terms of how nonprofits are are marketing themselves during the pandemic?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One of our guests was Girls on the Run, uh, the chapter in Hampton Road, which I'm very familiar with. And they actually... So they, they do... Their mission is the encourage girls in grades 3rd through 8th to be joyful, healthy, and confident um, through a curriculum of life skills that is built around like a 5K training program. So their big event is after this, you know, however many weeks of training after school with their classmates and their teachers and coaches that they go to this big 5K. And it's a celebration of all of their hard work and all the lessons they've learned. Of course, they couldn't do that. So they moved it to a virtual, not only virtual 5K, but a virtual training, like they continued to deliver lessons through their coaches and do it virtually. And what they found is, number one, they, they raised more money on the 5K because they were able to open it up to the community and everyone was looking for something to do and something to support. Um, so they raised more money with guests, adults being able to participate in this 5K they moved their silent auction online and raised more money with that than they ever had in person because they had a wider audience. And they actually felt even more engaged in some ways with the girls that were in the program because they did... What's interesting is they adopted new technology in some ways, but they also recognized that screen fatigue was an issue. And of course, they're about you know healthy habits for these young girls. And so... They went, you know, old school, and they did handwritten notes and printed off, you know, Xerox copies of, of packets and hand delivered them, and had their army of volunteers go deliver, you know, encouraging signs and put in these girls' front yards and stuff. So they have definitely shifted, moved quickly, did things differently, um, but they got great results.
1: That's such a great thing to hear. I think anything that both encourages any kind of wellness right now. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and we can show that, that anything is is thriving in a way like this. I think it's such a great story to hear. I'm sure from a, from a marketing standpoint, you know, from a digital content standpoint, the messaging has to change, and the emphasis has to change, the wording has to change. Are there any you know really kind of you know tactical takeaways there that you've seen and observed while either from from that charity or from other nonprofits? that have been interesting to you? You know, and anything that you've seen, like any kind of shift in the way that content has been crafted these days during the pandemic?
2: Yeah, I think, well, definitely, obviously the, the messaging is shifting and you can't ignore the pandemic. It has to be considered in, in any of your social content or, or or your messaging. One of the things, and this isn't new to what's happening with the pandemic, but I'm seeing an increase in it among the healthcare and other nonprofit marketing spaces is is really telling that hero story and doing it in a way that so for you know acute care facilities there's a you know that there was this immediate like gratitude towards the healthcare workers and it is obviously still still here, you know, the frontline heroes of this war. And but what we found is even the local one of our clients that we work with is, is a local food uh, they do food banks, not food banks, food markets, farmers markets. Sorry, I'm losing my words. So one of our clients <laughs> has a collection of farmers markets, and so their heroes are really like the farmers who are out there. You know, back in the beginning of April, end of March, when everybody was you know afraid to go out of their home, you know these people were still out doing what they needed to do to feed their communities, and so they were the heroes of that story. It, with the example of girls on the own, like the volunteer coaches and volunteer teachers, you know they have lives to deal with too. You know they had families who had immune compromised situations or you know children who were home from school but they they were the heroes going out there and still making sure that that third grader that's in their program who maybe doesn't have a lot of support at home right now is still being encouraged because they recognized right away that the isolation and the mental health issues could be coming up so i think that we're seeing different stories of different types of heroes than we've seen in the past. And it obviously that's the best kind of content I think.
0: <laughs> I need a dime, ain't faking a
1: That new life you're looking for. Old Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Well, I think that's encouraging because we can tend to think, oh, everyone's probably just saturated with content. I know that thought has crossed my mind and, and those of clients in the past. And I keep coming back to the thought of, well, if the content is telling the right story and evoking the right emotions, then keep telling it. Keep putting it out yeah. there. That's what we want to connect with. That's what everyone wants to to engage with and and consume as far as content goes. And I know the type of storytelling that has happened on one of the other projects that your team has recently worked on. I had to do with a with a website that you recently launched for a cancer center, which I found fascinating that this could happen in the middle of a pandemic. I think there's this perception that all work stopped, right? And 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 mm-hmm. that we just we're just kind of having a wing it. So it's. It really is refreshing to hear that projects like this can can still be seen through to the finish line and we can learn something from them. I'm curious what what that project has been like for you like how it changed during the pandemic and uh, especially on the the emotional aspects of designing a digital experience during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's something that's just very unique.
2: Yeah, so this was a Actually, it's really fascinating to watch this unfold because one of our clients is a large integrated health system here in Virginia, Centura Healthcare, and they were building a cancer center. And it was under construction and set to open. I think May 1st was the original date, if I can, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, during the pandemic, you know, construction continued, right? So that was one of the the areas and of course there's nobody in the building, so there wasn't that the same issue that you have in other healthcare facilities and environments where they were, we were you know basically trying to tell people you know don't come like we need no visitors and increase the cleanliness. this was pretty much a vacant space that the construction teams were working on and exterior and interior. so that just kept trucking along and then the question became how do we change, the visitor experience on the website to reflect the reality of this new facility? And then, of course, how do we launch it You know, with this big community open house that we were supposed to have? And, that, and of course, that needed to, to shift a little bit too. So I found it really encouraging how quickly decisions were made. And you've been in healthcare marketing long enough to know that we're not exactly known for <laughs> making quick decisions. There's a lot of stakeholders, a lot of reviews, a lot of research. And, you know, watching a website typically takes quite a bit of time, but this moves rather quickly. And so that was a lot of fun to be a part of.
1: So was there anything particularly as you were looking at the content, for instance, it feels like out there, it is hard to find stories that are evoking joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. It is hard to find that. How did you create content in a way that attempted to evoke emotions of joy or at least something other than than the fatigue that we're all feeling from the pandemic. I, I know that's something that you consciously looked at when the website was being done.
2: Yeah. And I think the short answer to that, Jared, is compromise. Because you know we looked at some of the things that we had created for the site. So it, we had a video on the site and it was very warm. It was following a patient's journey throughout this cancer center. So there was a lot of embracing and a lot of handshaking and a lot of empathy and connection. We didn't have the ability to reshoot that video, but we couldn't show it in its, you know, current state. And so we lost the video. So to replace that video, what are some of the other ways that we can convey kind of the experience that you will have here? And we ended up reshooting some of the photography. And what we when I say compromise, we ended up putting the images that show the current day situation where the provider and the patient are wearing masks and they're socially distant. It's very clear what the current situation is. Those images are being used in the digital advertising. But when you land on the site, you've got the same faces. Some of them are actual employees. Some of them are paid talent and it's the same faces and, but they're not, most of them are not wearing the masks. So some of those images are, were shot originally. So you have that connection and the reality of the situation in your digital advertising that carries through to the digital experience on the website. We also had a map, uh, like an interactive map, that had to be changed. Not because the locations changed, but the imagery of, you know, people enjoying a cup of coffee or a meal in the lobby that needed to be removed. So some of it's kind of on pause, and we'll resume when we're able, when the real life experience reflects that. Uh, Others will be reshooting. So.
3: Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then Gsite is for you. Gsite is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of Gsite and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at greystone.net several years ago g helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash gsite to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon.
1: We used to think content was complicated before COVID-19. Right. So for having so many different versions of things. Now it is one of those things, you know, we can either laugh or cry. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to uh, uh, try to keep a a positive, I'm going to try to keep a positive attitude about this because yeah, there's so much work that goes into all of this and to, to be conscious of all the the pieces that have to fall in place to tell the right story, to have that right experience. Uh, There's just a lot of work that goes into it. And I appreciate you shedding light on some of these decisions that were made with some of these projects and some of the things you learned during that. I think that it's so important for us to be able to share. There just aren't many opportunities these days to to have conversations like this with our colleagues anymore. We don't get, I I think, uh, just about every conference just about every in-person conference is being canceled or transitioned to virtual this year. And so, you know, that's always an aspect of of things that I find important. So uh, I I wanted to thank you for your time and give you any, if if there's any uh, final thoughts you wanted to share with us uh, before we go.
2: Yeah, I just, I would say that across the board, uh, one of the things that I'm seeing more of that I'm really encouraged by and I hope continues is just this um, transparency Just the need for being transparent, not only with data, which we have seen kind of a shift towards that outcomes data and and things like that previously, but transparency around what the experience is like in your facility and even transparency around the idea that here's what we're telling you today and that might change and being okay and admitting that that kind of language and the visuals that. Kind of, kind of support it. I'm seeing a lot more of, and honestly, I would want to seek care from a brand that I trust is being honest and transparent. So I feel like there's a lot of appreciation for that in healthcare marketing right now.
1: That's a great thought. That's something that, that we could really use more of. And it is sad that this is what it took to make that shift happen more realistically. And yet, I I agree. I hope that's I hope that trend continues. I hope we see more of it. And I hope we do really start to understand that that's what consumers have wanted all along. So uh, what what a great thought there. Teresa, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I wanted to give listeners a chance. If they are not yet connected with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
2: LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me and um, search for me there and connect with me there. I'd be happy to chat with you.
1: Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure, Teresa. Stay safe, stay well, and keep up all the good work, and good luck with all your projects and ventures going forward.
2: Thanks. You too, Jerry. Thanks for having me today.
0: What's the 411?
4: Hi, I'm Alex Rubisch, and I'm here with the Healthcare 411 for marketers. Today, I want to share another reflection to help guide your thinking and to guide your work uh, as we enter the summer we just had our our first day of summer and uh, that's a time when we can get a little lackadaisical perhaps Uh, maybe not this year as this year has um, been a time of a lot of of, as we know turmoil and a lot of hard work too i know everyone in the healthcare marketing and communications field is is putting in a crazy amount of hours Um, we've stood up a lot of new ways of doing things both within our discipline, but also within uh, the healthcare systems, hospitals, and and organizations we work for. So this week, the reflection I wanted to share was one I saw from Albert Einstein. And it goes like this. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. And what struck me about this is that we have gotten to the point of thinking about what are some of the things that have changed uh, as a result of COVID-19? What are we doing differently? And we know that some of those things that we're doing differently have had an impact. I think, you know, when you look at our industry um, and just overall how we work, some of the things like shifting to working from home, um, especially, and I think what was a very conservative industry in the healthcare uh, communications field, that was something that just wasn't really done in a lot of organizations and now we're having to do it. And we're seeing that it's working fine and that our productivity is doing well and that it's maybe an option uh, to, to have something that employees really value and also might solve some other issues for organizations. I think when you look at the care we're delivering, look at expanding video visits for care. That was another thing that was Um, Something that was difficult uh, for many organizations to get started um, prior to COVID-19, but then when COVID-19 hit, we could get it stood up in a couple weeks. So again, it's sort of like carrying through um, that momentum. And as we kind of look forward to um, the year to come, looking at those new solutions, and I think that it's going to be really important to not fall back onto some of the mistakes we've made or fall back into our old ways of thinking. Um, we should harness this energy in terms of things we're doing differently um, looking at the consumer experience offering things again like I mentioned the video visits where we know it works but are we gonna have the fortitude to stick with it and make sure the offerings work. And I think, too, looking at some of the work that you might be doing, some of the things you're doing differently. So as I said, I know a lot of us have wrapped up our efforts We're doing more than ever. That's great. Um, but are there some things that, you know, again, that maybe we did in the past that we don't want to do? We don't want those things to sneak back. We want to keep this momentum. So I'll just leave you again with that reflection uh, of Albert Einstein. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Let's harness the good that we've seen over the last couple of months. If something positive can come out of this COVID-19 situation, it would really be embracing those new ways of working, those new ways of thinking. Let's uh, use them to continue to solve those old problems and let's not go back uh, to our same way of thinking. So I hope that'll help uh, inspire you in the weeks and months to come and, and keep your energy up uh, throughout the summer as we continue to do some really great work. So good luck. Thanks to Teresa
1: and thank you for listening. Don't forget to be a part of the Marketing Forward movement by listening, subscribing, leaving a review and telling your friends. Healthcare App is a member of the brand new Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at Shift.Health, podcasts and video series on demand about changing the way healthcare is marketed and experienced. So on behalf of Teresa and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks and that's a wrap.